love comic books and need a fix on superheroes. Maybe you is different mastermind. So you side with the villains. Add an eye which side you own if Marvel or DC. Which artist you respect the most? Bob Kane or Stan Lee? Need the latest film adaptions coming to the screen. Get the facts on starring actors. Which ones you need to go see? Maybe you a gamer cause you love to take control. Get latest news on the hottest games. Then debate the best console. Nintendo or Sony can't forget Microsoft. Find out which games you have to play and which ones should not. Get on board and join the movement, you won't be last. Check signal strength, turn volume up, it's time for a new podcast. Yeah. You need the facts on doggy stuff, who got the latest word. Hit internet for number one, it's nerds against the world. You got questions, they got answers, best you've ever heard. No competition, listen quote, it's nerds against the world. N-A-T-W, nerds against the world. You are now tuned in live. Dilemma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to all new The Nerds Against the World version 3.0. I'm your host, <laughs> Desmond Desi is Dead Robinson. If you've been listening to old podcasts, I may have went by Desi the Sith, Hero Geek 007. Hero Geek, whatever, whatever. I, I I totally forgot. I killed. I just I, I found Hero Geek and I just shot him in the head and he's dead. So here we are. Desi's dead. Uh, <laughs> Identity theft is a crime. Eh. Jim, a uh, reference <laughs> perfection. Eh. Is it really identity theft when you kill you kill you, kill, you, kill, you, kill, you kill yourself, Benita? Is it really? Yes. <laughs> and that is returning to Nerds Against the World herself, Benita Lavario. Yes, in all my sarcastic glory. Yes, welcome back. And joining me, Thank Benita, you. on this new version is Callie Victoria. Hello, or better known as Kaylee. <laughs> That's a yes, sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony Cross Gold. Gold or Guilt? Gould. Gould. Yeah. I was right the first time. God damn it. Yeah. it was, it's okay. It, here's the, we had a former, uh, in version 2.0, um, Risa Rodriguez, who will be on later on, on these episodes, but we had, um, Daniel Calgeropoulos. The longest, and it took me literally, I shit you not, 15 episodes <laughs> to get his last name down packed. It mm. is, it is a Greek last name and he will let you know I'm Greek motherfucker. Like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't help the fact that I have to try to pronounce your last name. And I it's always so funny because I thought like mine I always felt my name was fairly easy to pronounce, but I remember there was this one girl that's like, I'm just gonna call you burrito because Benita oh, is too hard. No. And I'm like I'm like it's literally like it's literally like the same amount of like effort to say burrito as it is to say Benita, so I don't what? That's, that's 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 some big old oof right there. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's a face Paul moment. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. But, I'm surprised you didn't chin check her. I mean, it was like I was ninth grade in high school and she was a junior, so I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to fuck with the junior, but okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, 
But I think that segues into why representation is important. Yes. Um, In this new version of Nerds Against the World, um, we're taking a different approach how we go into this this new version of Nerds Against the World. Um, We won't be talking about news topics as much, um, unless it pertains to the topic that we're doing on this new series. Um, It's going to be a rotating guest. Maybe sometimes I'm going to be hosting Benita or Mauricio when he comes in. Um, any one of us three will be hosting, and maybe uh, Christian Ventura, who's the co-host of the Giant Contraband Robot. So if you're on the podcasting feed, you have three shows to check out. Artist Talk, which Kaylee was a part of for one episode. Um, you have the Giant Contraband Robot Show, which is me and Christian. We talk about random bullshit um, and bitch about DC Comics. And here on and here on Les Gets the World, where we talk about everything. And if you hear the opening, we do talk about Marvel, DC, but I feel it's important that we should talk about actual real-world topics like our today's episode, representation and popular media. Um, and I feel this episode is great because me and Kaylee are not only... I'm, I, we're both artists, but each of us has our own skill set within um, being people of color and also nerds as well in terms of gaming art video games movies television even music um we feel it's just we're not big youtubers we're just regular people who wants to talk about and have a discussion about representation and the lack sometimes the lack thereof or the proper represent and we're going to probably point out the proper representation in these videos yep which is still very small yes yes so we're just getting started in that whole world for sure I know because I feel in gaming we're starting to see it just a little, not too much, but a little bit. Um, like report- yeah, I feel like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Gaming is. I feel like gaming is doing at least a slightly better job than you know, like movies or TV. Like books and gaming, I think books especially, I feel like are doing a better job with represent they're probably like the best and then like gaming is is definitely um progressing a lot more i still feel like hollywood is the one that's like just lagging so freaking behind. dragging its feet behind everybody yeah everybody's so looking like, back like you good you're dragging your feet yeah. you coming <laughs> right like they still have um Oh, what was the phrase? It was like something really stupid. Um, oh, black doesn't travel was like the phrase they would use. It was their term for saying, you know, like people of color don't sell tickets. Yeah. And I'm just like, bitch, did you see the box office return for Black Panther? Did you see the box <laughs> oh office god. return for Aladdin? Did you mm-hmm. see the box office return for um oh my god. Crazy, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians? Yeah. yeah. Like, don't like stop it. Stop it. Stop. But I think, like, it's very important because, like, the big execs, like, the big power behind everything in Hollywood, it's still predominantly white and male. Oh, absolutely. And still, yes, straight white male. Um, So it's just, it's absolutely fascinating to just look through the history because, Hollywood mm-hmm. itself from the beginning has always been basically straight white male. Um, but you 
look at, you know, Oscars past and there's Oscar winners that won Oscars for blackface or yellowface. Oh um, my god, yes. Yeah, what's his name? Al it's like Al Johnson or something. He was like completely celebrated for it. Yeah, like um freaking what's his face? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andy yeah. Rooney, um, but then, oh my god, what was his name? He won the Oscar for Othello. Um, um, oh, I know. Uh, I have it in my head, and I oh can't. God. Kid of Brogdon? That's right. No, no, no. Well, that he did that, but it was Othello of, like, the 60s. Um, Lawrence Olivier. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, because, you know, there was a character, and that was, like, the Moor, and he was... Um, Blackface. Yes, mm-hmm. he was coated black, and he freaking did blackface, and they won an Oscar for it, and you're just like, what? Like, you get it, you're like, oh, but that was the 60s, but I mean, like, there's still, was... like, it's yeah. still happening, um, freaking Angelina Jolie in, what was that one movie where she played the journalist's wife? Um, the... Oh, I don't remember. I know she, they made her hair look, um... yeah ethnically look and then darken her skin right. a little bit to be like light because she up. was playing a freaking afro-cuban and you're just like okay wait yeah. like what like, like, like every- for me i know i sound like a straight up like white like so cowgirl but i am hispanic my parents were just mean and didn't teach me spanish so <laughs> relatable same. I'm just like, why? Why? Um, yeah. So I am Hispanic, but like, I just remember for me, like, realizing the importance of representation was like one of my favorite characters was Private Vasquez from Aliens. And Ooh, to I find out she was played by a freaking white woman. Oh, yeah. oh my God. It was so heartbreaking because I was like, but no, but. But I thought she was one of I thought she was one of my people, and nope, nope, she's fucking a Jewish lady, and like no diss to Jewish people, like I don't mean it like that, but I'm just saying like why you're why, not yeah why why did you have to like do brown face and and at like why couldn't you just find a badass Hispanic lady to play yes. Hispanic lady like I just don't. Yeah, you don't get it. Another one currently that is like completely no one wants to like address it is Ariana Grande. People love her, <laughs> but she is not brown. She is not right? a brown woman. She That's is true. Italian and she is celebrated as a brown woman. She's not a brown woman. Yeah. She's not. Right. She's in brown face constantly. Like, and people it's just like want to glaze over it. That's right. It's kind of the same with, um, oh my God, why am I blanking? The sad thing is there's so many to think of that are being celebrated right right now, which just shows we haven't Um, made it that far. Bruno Mars. Bruno, what? There we go. But he's, he's. Because like a lot of people. He's proud He is Yeah, but a lot of people actually think he's part black. Like. I think that's on their end, though. I don't think that's Bruno Mars' misrepresentation. No, I get that, but that's kind of what I, like, part of the point I'm saying is a lot of people sort of just start, it's like they start equating, like, any people of color, like, like any difference in skin tone with, like, oh, I get what you mean. You know, like, 
they're like, oh, but that's great representation. Statement. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, but no. I see what you mean. Like, um, especially, like, here. Because, I mean, in New York, there's a lot more, like, if you're Dominican or if you're Puerto Rican. But here... I mean, I'm Puerto Rican and Mexican, and it's mostly just if someone sees you and you're brown, they're like, oh, you're Mexican. Even though you could yeah. be from Guatemala, you could be from Brazil, you could be Dominican, but they're just like, you're Mexican. So I yeah. now, that you, now that I hear what you said, I'm like, okay, yeah, I totally see what you're saying now. Like my friend Natalie, she's uh, Honduran, and uh, we did a trip to New York, and she was just so excited to hear, like, people, fr- like, people speaking from Honduras or people speaking yeah. from like, and it was like new to me because I was like, and I mean, I'm like, you know, then I was like, oh, but like, you know, it's Hispanic, but it's like, no, like there's, it's a huge culture, you know, like yeah. a lot of people don't even want to be Hispanic. They're like, no, I'm Latina or, you know, Latinx. Like it's, it's not a blanket thing. And that was something I had, you know, I had to learn that it's like also more important representation of you know all the different mm-hmm. ethnic cultures of latin america so it's yeah it's a thing everyone really needs to sort of retrain themselves i guess i don't know if that's like the right term but like relearn sort of like reset your biases yeah. did anthony ever get introduced yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait a minute. It's okay. I'm just listening. <laughs> oh, no. We started going on our tangent. So. No, that was a tangent. <laughs> we just both started off real well because we're in the entertainment industry. Um, I do definitely agree. Like, the Bruno Mars part, when I saw that, I was like, I don't think he's culturally appropriating because I'm like, not, no offense to, like, um, Samoan music, like, it's more tribal and spiritual like, you going to expect every person to just, like, if he loves R&B, let him do R&B. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, you, you can't expect everyone to just stick to, like, being, I, I can't pronounce his name. He's the one, the, um, he passed away, but he was oh. the one that, like, uh, somewhere over the, um, over the rainbow. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you expect um, every Samoan person. Yeah, I know. you like, you expecting every Polynesian person to be like that? Like, come on. Right. And that's, like, I think one of the things that's, like, what makes representation so important is because, honest to God, people don't want to admit it, but, like, the entertainment we um, indulge in, you know, that we take part in does have an effect Mm -hmm. on our thought processes and our... It helps sort of not so much form us as people, but like what we intake plays a part in our thought processes and what I'm trying to figure out. Like, the yeah, like we're consuming it. Like we're consuming yeah. it like it's food. It's going to travel through us. Some of it's going to stick. Some of it's going to pass, but it does like go through us. Like, I think one of my favorite things, um, and I definitely jotted this down. So I made sure not to screw up this quote, but the movie Drive. I love this movie. I think it's a very well done movie, but it's based on a book and the family that the driver helped in the book, they are all Hispanic. 
They were written Hispanic, but in the movie, Carrie the Moon. woman he's falling in love with is a white woman. They He changed that because, and he says, and I quote, <laughs> this is um, Nicholas Winding uh, Refn. He says, I couldn't find any actress that would click with me personally. I couldn't oh. make a decision for some reason. I had all this talent in front of me and out of the blue, I get a call from Carrie because she wanted to meet about doing a movie. She came by the house and when she walked in, I realized, oh my God, this is what I was looking for. I wanted to protect her. And I knew that was the driver's motivation. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, you're like, okay, uh, racist much, but it's that internalized racism, that institutional racism we all have, because when you look at the history of movies, when you look at the history of TV, the people that are most in danger are the white damsels in distress. Uh -huh. You know? Yeah. Like, they're always the ones that need saving, or they're always the love interest. It's the white lady that's, like, risen up, and then you've got a lot of, like, stereotypical Mexican women or Hispanic women or black women that are like the sassy one or the strong one that's like, I don't need no fucking help or, you know, fucking being gangsters. Like, and, yeah. And that's why um, I feel, even though the MCU is at a slower pace um, and I know people right now still iffy about Scarlett Johansson. She says she was happy that Feige and MCU waited to make Black Widow now as opposed to earlier in the MCU because she felt one, you wouldn't have Florence Pugh taking over as Black Widow later on, but also, her she she felt and they felt the story didn't fit right. Going like going like, it's better to introduce, even though it took so long to introduce Captain Marvel, Gamora, and all these characters, strong female characters already. But like looking at the smaller scale, you have Jessica Jones, who which you normally don't ever see, a super powered al alcoholic, who, who's also yeah. a detective, who's independent. Um, Luke Cage, yeah. um, even though we know these characters comic book wise, people who are not comic book fans or who are not avid readers are now seeing these characters like, oh, there's different facets of these heroes of color or just um, people in general. Like I said about Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, he was framed for something he didn't do. Yes, he escaped from prison. He's now he's he is a wanted fugitive. Um, if you watch season two of Luke Cage, I'm not going to spoil that. But um, he's still a person of color with powers. Iron Fist, we're not going to talk about Iron Fist. Um, What's that? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, What's that show? What? What but, show? Uh, create. Colleen they Wing. Um, Colleen Wing um, and Misty Knight, two women of color who kicked ass in those shows. Oh, um, Misty. Like, they kicked ass and. You see what they're they moving on to doing? Like the actress who played Colleen Wing, she was supposed to be um Ray in Star Wars, but for some reason they didn't pick her. No offense to Daisy Ridley, but I I could have saw the other actors do it then. Um, and then I mean, with all the bullshit that um, what's her name that played Rose Tycho went through, oh, that was some bullshit. Dodged a bullet. For well, sure. Star Wars fans, um. Fuck the yeah. we, we, I don't want. I don't. I don't want another repeat because I will go on the rant. Some of the most toxic fans you are ever gonna find. Yeah. But anyway, um, with um, also Ghost Rider, <laughs> when they rebooted Ghost Rider, they picked um, 
I was gonna say Jaime Reyes. That's um, Blue Beetle. Um, they picked the Latin blue um, Ghost Rider instead of the the white one that everybody always knew that Nicolas Cage played. They went with the Latin one because one, he's not a gangster. He was just a person who was trying to um, fend for his brother, his disabled brother, and he just got caught up and he ended up getting the spare to Ghost Rider. Within, yeah, and it's and it's also tied within his Latin culture as well. So I was like, that is a proper representation. Like you had everybody like. Fuck yeah, I want more of this Ghost Rider. And then they yeah. pulled the plug on that TV series. I don't know why, but they pulled the plug on that TV series. Yeah, it's... So, it's just fascinating to me because it's like... It's so ingrained, like... And I think it does definitely stem from, like... Institutional racism, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but it's like they kind of forget that, like... You know, people of color are first and foremost people. <laughs> like, yes. and, you know, they have the same flaws and they have the same strengths and they have, like, they're, they're still people instead of, like, these just archetypes they have for, for the screen. And, like, one of my personal things I remember is, like, after watching, like, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. I was, like, walking out of there and I'm just, like, you know, like, so amped up, but I'm, like, punching the air, and I'm, like, is this what, like, white dudes feel like after they watch, like, a comic book movie? Like, are they all, like, holy shit, I can take on the world, like, or is it, like, now, just because they've seen them, like, every superhero, like, 95% of all the superheroes' movie have been, like, about the white dudes, I'm, like, or is it just, like, boring to them now, because I'm just, like, watching, like, this woman, like, kick ass, but not, like, be, like, there for the men because you know like the female comic book movies that came before like Electra, Catwoman, Supergirl were made for the men, you know? Mm-hmm. Like very much like oversexualized and still falling into kind of a lot of like the bullshitty girl tropes whereas like you could tell like Wonder Woman was made with like her character in mind. Like not for like the male gaze not even for the female gaze they really just wanted to make a good story with a good character and then they fucking did it like with the harley quinn movie which i I... oh my god it's so freaking good dude here's my thing wait quick i'll let you go um anthony the reason why i want i know what happens from start to finish it's just i hate where movies kill off the villain like that is a tro- that is a that is a side trope that is like, annoys me. Like I will watch the movie eventually. It's just the fact that I know. Like I feel um, it's a waste where you have Ian McGregor. Like I ever rarely see him play a villain, and he's playing this over top. Like this is not the typical Black Mask that he's playing. He's playing a flamboyant, still as crazy as Black Mask, and you kill him off. Like seriously. What that shit? I will get to I it. Mean, I mean, I, I have it. I, I actually own it. I I have the intention of watching it. It's just <laughs> I still have to write my like. I would never watch Joker because that that is just like he is one character I mean, who does not deserve a movie. If you really okay. like, if you look at uh, here's my personal feelings on Joker. He's still tied to as a person as who is a domestic abuser and a manipulator. To give him a movie and see yeah. all this praise to a character who is this fucked 
up and evil in terms of comic books, video games, and animation. I'm yeah. not, and then you and and I found out what they did with Zazzy Beats, and then it is that using that trope which was talked about. Um, women is the savior. Women is like he like him trying to save, and then like and it's also tied to his psyche. I'm like, no, I'm not sympathizing with this fucker. Fuck this movie. And I, yeah. I and I don't even like Joaquin Phoenix like that. I only seen yeah. one I mean, Joaquin Phoenix movie, and that was Gladiator, and he died at the end of it. I'm fine with that. My problem with the Joker is it was a film made by white men for white men. Yes. Like, the vast majority of people I've talked with uh, about the Joker, the ones who've been like, oh my god, it was so amazing and it was transformative, have all been white men. Um, And all the people, like, I've talked to, so like, but even one of my friends, my friend Jordan and I, when we were the ones that watched it together, we had our big group of people, like, Jordan, and he's white, and, uh, just we were like sitting next to each other and the whole time we're watching this movie we're like this is fucking terrible like (laughs) this is like Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing performance like I'll give him that but like it's just the film like you're watching the film and you're just like okay no girl is gonna laugh and be like oh (laughs) did you follow me to work oh that's so cute that you stalked me let's date and it's like you know that that's not real and then the filmmaker number one like copied like people use homage but i'm like that bitch fucking copied shit he copied fucking um uh christopher nolan like that whole fucking scene where they filmed it from the back seat you're like dude you took this straight from the dark knight like what the fuck are you doing and he copied from all of these other fucking directors but he also didn't believe in the intelligence of his audience because we knew from the get-go, everyone knew from the get-go that he was not dating Zazie Beats. Like, we all knew it. Because, again, no girl, no woman is going to be happy with some guy following her to work. Like, no. no. And so then he re-shows everything, like, every interaction after he, like, walks into her apartment and she freaks out and she's like, what the fuck are you doing in my apartment? Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, see, exactly, you're showcasing that it was all in his head. He then, like, goes and does the stupid bullshit flashback scene. And it's like, no, please. Audiences are a lot smarter now. <laughs> like, we pick up on this stuff. We understand mm-hmm. this stuff. You are don't really have not? to spoon feed us. I don't think they I are. Mean, I don't think the general the general public is intelligent. <laughs> I mean... I'm gonna give them benefit of the doubt. I still think there's a lot of stupid ass people out there. I mean, just look at the fan reaction to fucking Last Jedi. So obviously, oh, oh, but that's, that's Star Wars way. again. Star Wars, Star Wars fans, whole different breed. Uh, <laughs> whole uh, different breed. Yeah, Anthony, whole another topic. Anthony, was you gonna say something? Sorry, we cut you off. Oh, I was gonna about the Joker. I don't know. I I, I didn't like that movie because I felt it. Like I watched it with my mom. And she felt bad for the guy. I was like, no, he was a shit person. Why would you feel bad for him? He draws sympathy for this you know, white male terrorist type of shit, I felt like. Yeah. I felt like it makes more excuses and just get, draws more sympathy. Because time and time of the media, we see sympathy card being played for these fucking people constantly. And we don't need a whole movie for it. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. That's, that's what I felt it was doing. Like, it was just funny to me because, you know, they were trying to be like, oh, society is the real villain. But it's like, fuck you. I mean, 
<laughs> like, oh, there were so many other people that, like, would have had it worse than him, you know? Like, yeah. but they're like, no, no, see, he's suffering. He is suffering so much. And it's like, yeah. look, I'm not trying to knock that, like, white people don't have problems or they don't, you know, have their own fucking issues. But it's just, like, it's just funny to me that they're, like, trying to showcase him when it's like no like look at all these people of color around him that would have had their lives so much more worse oh, yeah. than fucking him he's mentally no. ill and white feel bad for him you know right <laughs> it's just a, oh, it, yeah, it gets it old hearing just, about it it was a mess yeah. Yeah. Moving, moving on from the realm of television and music we're gonna go right into gaming um so gaming we we talked we touched upon it a little bit at the top of this episode, um, and there's so few video like RPGs like Mass Effect, um, Fallout, and Skyrim. They let you be people of color because you get to create these characters, but they still sound inherently white. Yeah, unless you play Dragon Age, where well, Inquisition made you let you have two distinct voices. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one did sound like a black man, but then I was like, my voice don't sound that damn deep. Like, who did you? Get? Which okay, that's funny <laughs> because the guy that did the deeper voice mm-hmm. in Inquisition is the voice actor that did Zevran in mm-hmm. um Origins. Origins, yeah, motherfucker, it's a white dude. <laughs> yeah, and that is good. But the woman, the woman that had the deeper voice, she was. Uh, um, she's of Asian descent. I can't remember if she's Pacific Islander, but she's of, yeah, like, Asian descent. Uh, to backtrack, so, at least, like, one of four. Uh, well, to backtrack a little bit, uh, we go back. Even car- um, cartoons are not exempt. I just realized this. Why we yeah. talking about it? Uh, why we talking about dragon um, video games, but to drag the backtrack. Um, at least, like, um, oh, crap. I forgot her name. She um she was John Raphael's sister in Parks and Rec. Anyone see Parks and Recreation or I'm the only person? I, I, I couldn't get past the first season because Leslie Nope gave me the worst secondhand embarrassment and I just literally <laughs> couldn't. That's why I couldn't even watch The Office because um Steve Carell's character, I can't even remember what his fucking name was, but like Michael he Scott. was just Michael Scott, like the secondhand embarrassment I got from their stupidity was just season two. Too much. Season two is the best from season two on because that's where um, Rob Lowe and oh, I forgot wow. the other name, uh, the other actor um, who came in with Rob Lowe. They like it, it's like it revigorated the show. Like everyone who was ever involved in season one, like most of them were gone, and they just kept like the core cast of Parks and Rec from season two on. And I like Parks and Rec because it showed, like, the town is diverse, but then it showed how stupid, like, this, Ghostbusters, this was my problem with Ghostbusters. You have four main characters who are smart, while the world was stupid. I'm talking about Ghostbusters 2016. Like, yeah. I didn't have a problem with, I didn't have a problem with um, the actresses, because um, I'm like, well, Ghostbusters had four dudes. I don't. I don't really care as four women. It's still. I'm a Ghostbuster fan. Give me Ghostbusters. But the, <laughs> the whole problem with the movie for me, though, while they were smart, everyone was stupid. I'm like, 
that's not how the world works. And that's how I can see what you're talking about for Parks and Rec, where Leslie Nope was played too overtly stupid and comedic while everyone else around her was a little bit more smarter until you get to season two and beyond where it showed that everyone has a very degree of of smart like of like of thinking but they're not on the spectrum of being too effing stupid and too um and too smart for their own good yeah like those who was too smart for their own good oh they got paid they paid for it by getting fucked up in some form of way while those who were playing who was too dumb they either lost their job like um, not Andy Circus. Um, Andy Samberg's character, who was like a stupid uh, park worker, and he was like he ended up losing his job because of a, a a reason that got someone killed. It showed consequences with someone being stupid, and like they literally in government showed like, okay, we need to fix this branch so this won't happen again. And you literally see them problem solving yeah. as they go along, and that's why I had the problem. That was my only problem with Ghostbusters. I was like. No, 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 don't. That's not verisimilitude. You want it to represent properly what's going on currently within the world. Yeah. Um, but that's also like, that's another good point. And I know we're backtracking from gaming and I'm so sorry, but like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like movies that star men, where men are headliners, they get a lot more second chances for mediocrity. So they get more passes for mediocrity but if it's like a woman-led film like that bar is so fucking high i mean honestly i would rather watch the 2016 ghostbusters than ghostbusters 2 because for me ghostbusters 2 was a big step down from ghostbusters 1 but they got away (laughs) they got away with the mediocrity because they're men and they had this great Film. And I mean, I still enjoy Ghostbusters 2, but yeah, if you had to pick between first Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, first Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters would always, yeah. yeah. So for me, my ranking is, you know, like Ghostbusters, first one, Ghostbusters 2016, Ghostbusters 2. Like, but it's women, women-led films, like whether it's Ghostbusters or even Ocean's 8 have, like such a high bar to pass that if it's even somewhat mediocre it's or if it's just good it's not great it's only good it's a failure you know like um, so to tag on to that i mean i get what bitch i just think that's for me personally speaking as a woman i feel like it's a very high bar to pass i think they shouldn't have to rely on um rebooting old movies though i think they need to make a something new that's what they're doing. yeah that's why they're doing Ghostbusters Afterlife. yeah it's still yeah. it's still a continuation but it's still a reboot so and it's not in the point of view of just a specific gender it's pointing the point of view of a family who's just tied to the original ghostbusters and i actually like that I, i'm I, i'm going that's i have seen people bitching like why we have to watch a movie about kids read the room majority of the movies now <laughs> are family oriented deal with yeah. it and yeah i'm pretty sure one of, i'm pretty sure one of these kids is gonna drop a f-bomb like the original ghostbusters did when they see some shit yeah oh they cursed in the original ghostbusters watch it oh, yeah man it's been a long time since i, mean, I, I haven't seen <laughs> it they they cursed and um you know Jan Aykroyd also got a BJ from a ghost so oh, it was yeah, a, it was it was a dream I, I remember that even yeah. though it was it a was dream, a dream, it was a dream but it was still 
It was still it, in the movie. <laughs> the getting a DJ now. from uh... the ghost, and you're like, okay, you like that put on the cutting cutting room floor, but okay. I said the person who got the most out of the cutting room floor was Ernie Hudson because he was supposed oh. to be, he was supposed to be in the movie twenty minutes within the movie. Yeah, and then in Ghostbusters two, he also got some stuff chucked out like. He was supposed to be yeah. in the courtroom scene with the rest of the like. You still go like original. They have they have a. I didn't buy the 4K edition. They the judge literally said you was there with them when they started. You was there in the sewer with them. You are implicated just as these three Ghostbusters. So you are a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Like he was like originally getting prosecuted with everyone else. I'm like, and you and there's scenes where you look at it. He's sitting at the desk with them. And then Cersei's yeah. is German and he's not there. And then they come up with some bullshit like, oh, he's helping move the guests out. I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. You just he's, don't want a black person in there. He's a great example of, you know, the token representation because you could literally take him out of both of those movies and nothing really would change. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same with like Lando Calrissian in Star Wars. You could literally yeah. take him out of the movie and nothing will like nothing will change and so that's sort of like the bar i feel like oh everyone needs to like fucking just pass like if you were creating this character but if you take them out of the movie nothing really changes with the movie then it's like why are they there are you just doing it for that token representation instead of actually giving us the meaningful representation <laughs> and the answer is want? yes yeah yeah um, so um it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say to, cause since we're on the, since we're kind of backtracking a little, like you know when we were talking about, I can't remember which movie it was, but he couldn't make a connection with. I couldn't remember if it was supposed to be a brown or black character, but then ended up choosing the white woman for it because he felt like he wanted to Drive. save her. I was gonna say that that mindset. I mean, at base level, it's already pretty disgusting and revolting to think that like. You, you saw plenty of amazing talent and said, mm, but I feel like I don't want to protect any of them. That kind of stuff carries over. I mean, which we already know, but outside of media so much. Like, the yeah. first thing I thought of when we were talking about that, but I just didn't have a good moment to slide in, was medical racism. Like, doctors, like, I believe it, they did a study when it was, like, over half believed that black women had less pain than white women and like how you were saying like they're still human beings they still have pain receptors and they still have emotions but we portray them and it's so embedded into people's mindsets that black and brown women are strong don't need help so when they ask for help people are like yeah they don't really need it or there's like this also misrepresentation that we are trying to abuse pills, drugs, um, uh, benefits, and resources. And so we don't yeah. get access to them. And, and that was what I was like, mm, this is how it carries over and why it's so important inside to show black and brown women also with feelings and emotions and experiencing pain and trauma and processing through that. Sorry, Des, what were you yeah, saying? Absolutely. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I uh, needed to get that out, though. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. Um, I wasn't going to touch upon it, but of recently I've been diagnosed with chronic pain and I've been dealing with chronic pain since the age of 15. I'm 35. 
And so I, even if I'm sitting here talking with you guys, I'm still hurting. It, it's a pain that I'm, I've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I do agree. They, black people do not, black people of color, even if it is when, but men as well, like myself, no, they won't give me pain meds to deal with the pain. They say go to pain management. Pain management is bullshit. Like, it's not helping me. And they want to do um, acupuncture. I'm, I'm not doing acupuncture. Yeah, you're like yeah. I'm in chronic pain, and you would if you would if you would do it for the exact same situation. But if I was a white male or a white woman, you should do. And you know what I've started doing? I've started asking because I've experienced not as not to the extent because I know you you are in a lot of pain, Des. But I've experienced that with my son also, mm-hmm. and he is dealing with autism and ADHD and he's just like people are like they're tugging on those resources so now I've started asking okay well he has this history of this long and I would like if you're gonna say no I don't think that you would qualify for pain medicine or whatever I would be like I would like that in writing I would like you to write although you have a chronic history since you're 15 we don't think he qualifies so then you can be like okay now let's break this down like, why do you think I don't need pain medicine since I've had this on my record? You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, how is this still? But because media is lagging and all these like things that we ingest. I mean, yeah. it trickles out of that. And then the whole world is still lagging behind. We Everything needs to step it up a notch to take care of black and brown folk. Yeah. And people years, of color in general. Years for my sister to be diagnosed with endo metriosis because everyone was just like oh you just have oh it's just a bad period and it's like bitch (laughs) no (laughs) like like people know their body you know like we know our bodies we understand our pain like we know what we're going through and I mean even freaking Serena Williams like when she had her baby she was like something's wrong and they're like no 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 you're just overreacting you're fine and she's like bitch no something is wrong and then they found what was it a blood clot or yeah Yeah, and that's exactly the reason why there's so much i i believe black women are at like a three to four times higher rate of passing and like 60 percent of those this is not a arbitrary statistic that's a real statistic 60 percent of those are preventable if treatment would have been taken more serious during yeah so it's like you're telling me that they're dying at a higher rate and more than half of them were preventable, but you're going to deny medical racism and institutional racism and fucking systemic like, racism. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's everywhere. And I think it's, I mean, a lot of it definitely has to do with, like, the history of mm-hmm. our, our country because obviously just the history is yeah. racism. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean... It's there. It's yeah. and but the media had a chance to help improve it or you know help, but they uh, don't. And it, I feel like when they do step in, they do it for money. <clears throat> they yeah, do it for monetary value. Yeah. Like they're capitalizing off of us. Like right now, we see it happening with Black Lives Matter. They're capitalizing off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even when they do do it, like it's, it's not, it's still not really, you know, like genuine. The Doesn't people of color story, story, you know, like 
For example, like the latest, the Mulan remake, which obviously I have not watched the new one because yeah, I'm not. I've I'm not. It's trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying you thirty dollars. Yeah, I'm like Disney I'm not paying you thirty dollars to watch this movie, Disney. No, yeah. but um, even looking at the reviews and watching like a lot of videos, like you know the reviews or the takedowns or the breakdowns of of the movie, it's you look at it. And then you look at who made it, and everyone that made that movie, aside from the actors, was white people. <laughs> so, like, there was no people. There's no people in color in the creation of this movie. So it's like, yeah, that's kind of why it's not really going to be good. I mean, even looking at Aladdin, which Aladdin made a fuck ton of money, but it was still made by white people. Like for yeah. some reason, um. What's his name? Guy, Guy, Richie. um, Richie. Kept wanting to say Pierce, and I'm like, he's an actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but he made this movie, this remake that is based in, you know, the fictional land of Arabia, but it's still a Middle Eastern coded place. And he was like, you know what this movie needs? A white guy. Prince Anders, get your ass in here! Come on, we're gonna have fun. And it's like, why? Why? Why does there need to be a white man in this movie? Like, yes. what did he bring to the table? He didn't bring anything to the table, literally. Which I guess is kind of the best because now it's just a reverse of, you know, what a lot of like characters of color go through. Like, you literally could take him out of the movie and nothing would have changed. So it's like, why was he in there? In the for their place. comfort, <laughs> for yeah. white comfort, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's so fascinating to me, and it's. I mean, obviously, like, it's going to be discussed forever until like people get their their shit together. But yeah, it's like Mulan sucked. I think number one because you took the music out. Like, you have. The greatest song. I'm gonna make a man out of you. Oh my god, yes. But sung by a white dude though, Donny Osmond. Yeah, it was sung. Yeah, it was sung true. by a white dude, but it's still like it fucking slaps. It's kind of like my problem with Pocahontas. <laughs> like it's such Pocahontas is a very like racist movie. Problematic. Yeah, fuck, it's sure. very problematic. God dang it! If the music doesn't slap. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what the sad thing is? As a child, I. Because she was, like, the closest thing to a brown woman that I was, like, watching in cartoons. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Like, right. I love it. And even though yes. now, like, my son, man, my son immediately was like, so they came here and they call them savages, but she falls in love with them. Like, my son right. called it the fuck out when he saw it. And I was like, dang, I didn't even yeah. see that when I first saw it. I was just like, wow. Right, but my son was not having it. My son was like, "Okay, so they come here, they call them savages, and she falls in love with him, mom, for real. This is the movie that you wanted me to watch." <laughs> he called me out. He called yeah. the movie oh. out. I was like, "I'm so sorry, son. My Did bad." You let him watch um, Coco. Oh, here's a gold freaking yeah. star for you, Bo. Oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> yeah, but Coco's too Coco's too much for him. He gets a little overwhelmed emotionally. He can't oh make it to God. the end. Uh, I <laughs> cried so much in Coco, and I remember my friend, and she was like, "She's like, why?" She's like, "It's it." She's like, "Yeah, it's a Pixar movie," and I'm like, "But no, that's my people." <laughs> like, yeah, like, like 
And behind the That's scenes, my culture. And behind the scenes, even though it's Michael Giacchino doing the score, he still went out and got actual like Latin artists to work with him on the yeah. score. Like they had people of color help make the film. Like that's that's the important part. I think Hollywood still doesn't quite get. I mean, look I, at look at fucking Taika Waititi. That motherfucker saved the Thor franchise, like hands down. Here's the he thing: he saved the Thor franchise. Pause. All right, we're gonna pause right quick. This is a hot take. Okay. Very <laughs> hot take. I'm, ooh, I'm currently ooh. I'm currently rewatching. Do we need to hold some tea here? The 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 I'm currently rewatching the MCU. I'm now on Thor: The Dark World. It is really not that bad. The only thing that makes it bad is what is the um, Deus Ex Machina of what they had to do with um, Natalie Portman's character. And I'm sorry, Cat Dennis could have been taken out the movie. You could have if you could have took Cat yeah. Dennis out, the movie would be enjoyable. The only parts is that it is bad is the Cat Dennis portion. The movie is really not that bad. It's not setting up any mm-hmm. other MCU MCU film. It's its own self-contained thing. I okay. So that's my take. I did watch it. I rewatched it, and I'm like, okay, it's not like as terrible as I remember, but it is still for me. It is the Hello. lowest of the Marvel movies. Which, again, that's still like, I mean, the Marvel movies are great. Like, they're all solid movies. Like, some are like super duper fantastic, and then you got some that like. Thor the Dark World where you're just like, meh. It's a movie. True. Um That's how I feel about Guardians too. But I'm so looking forward to at least seeing what Taika does with um Love and Thunder. In Love and Thunder. Yeah. And because it's like I just I'm really mad at Thor the Dark World because they did my boy Malekith wrong. Like uh, Malekith I was remember I was talking about this. God, he was one, he's always been one of my favorite like villains and like aside from Loki, he I think is the best like Thor villain because mm-hmm. obviously you can't really top Loki. Um but like oh they did him so dirty in that film. Like how many lines did he have? And then literally, I shit you not, that whole invasion thing from Asgard, I think they literally stole it from the cinematic trailers. From Bioware's uh, Knights of the Old Republic MMO, like, do you remember the one trailer for the cinematic for that MMO? This is like obviously like throwing yeah. it back to gaming, but like they <laughs> did that. All those great cinematic trailers for the MMO were just well, yeah. absolutely fantastic, and it was the one where they were attacking the Jedi temple, like the Sith were coming in. Yeah, I remember that. Like, the... literally that whole scene. From the crashing of the plane, like, straight up. Straight up. Like, put them side by side. If I watch re- them, and I, then just see. If I remember correctly, Blur Studios did that. Um, the director of Deadpool 1, um, he's the owner of Blur Studios. I think he worked on Thor The Dark World for the, um, for, um, for the CG. Oh, that would make sense. I'm so have to, by the time, I th- like, if I remember correctly. double check that. Uh, we double check that, and I remember at some point, then they started focusing on um, 
having um ILM start doing all the CG for um like all the MCU films like after that. Mm. Okay. Okay. If I remember if I remember if I remember correctly, you can double check if you want. I don't mind. Um Yeah. But also we just talked about representation. Oscar Isaac is someone who doesn't get talked about a lot in terms of like representation like like dude is in things where he's technically if you really think about it the first Latin person in Star Wars besides um, Diego Luna like fuck yeah let's go but I still feel they did Paul Dameron wrong I'm, I'm, him and and, um, and I, I'm with John Boyega they did them wrong did them entirely wrong. They hyped them up like they were going to be main characters, and then they kind of just put them on the side. Yep, on the back burner. We don't need you. We 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 got we got our characters right here. Um, but he's going to be playing Moon Knight, who has always been white, and he's now is going to be. Um, I do not know, and I'm not going to guess. Oscar Isaac, Latin heritage. <laughs> that would be wrong on so many levels. But he will be a person of color. Um, and then um, oh, I forgot he was in Invisible Man. Um, Invisible Man earlier this year. Um, he's one of my favorite actors. He was on a show called Leverage. Oh, how the fuck I forget his name. But he's the first black person to ever play Hawkman. Who's always been perpetually perpetually white? Who and Hawkman, depending on which version of Hawkman, I think you muted Benita. Um, who's always potentially is, who's supposed to be Egyptian, but he's always white, and he's finally black. I mean, come on, let's go. Hell yeah! But um. So Aldous Hodge is his name. Thank you. I forget <laughs> Aldous Hodge. Like Aldous Hodge is one. Is like the line he said in Leverage is something I felt that I like till this day. It's the age of the geek. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and here we are. It's the age of the geek. Um, but he is is like um, for you, Kaylee, who don't know who Hawkman is. He's um, depending on which version you'll ever see it. He's either an, an alien hero. Um, from Thanagar, or he's a reincarnated Egyptian. Oh, we had somebody drop off. Abenisha will come back. She probably has some technical difficulties. Oh. There you go. Um, and now Aldous Hodge is playing Hawkman. He is technically be the first black person <gasps> to be playing Hawkman, which I'm like, I'm all for it. And um, like I said about, we said earlier about Oscar Isaac playing Moon Knight, who has always been white and Jewish and people's like there's no Latin Jewish people there's Latin Jewish people there's black yeah. Jewish people like like okay, Jew can you guys hear me Judaism yeah. is a religion Sorry. it is not a race of people yes yes can you hear you that's what people that. forget about so many like different religions mm-hmm. is they think that the religion or the language is tied to a race <laughs> yeah and I'm like it does it is like more predominant but there are muslim people and there and jewish people of all ethnicities because yeah, because we because you and me we're, we both took art history 
And I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone here on this panel has took it for some form of a history class. So we can all put it <laughs> Whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> this is going to be my hot take, but I think religion is the uh, original toxic fandom. I agree. Thank you. I, I didn't okay. want to say it. Why I was going to say I was going to. Dang it. I didn't hear what the last thing was. Why wasn't the both the on the religious episode then? <laughs> Wait, I, I missed I, I missed what I everybody said because my audio oh, cut out. Can you repeat it? Because I feel oh, I very said... sad that I missed what was just said. Oh no worries. Okay. Um, I said I think uh -huh. that religion is the original toxic fandom. Mm. Um, because uh -huh. <laughs> it's like so fandom in itself, and I I know we're like going off topic again, but it like has gatekeepers. And gatekeepers are some of the stupidest fucking people because it's like they're guarding like these gates, but they don't realize there's no walls, you know, mm -hmm. like it's a huge open thing for everyone to enjoy, but exactly. they is it's like these tiny little people that just like will be like, I'm going to guard this gate and like pester these people that are walking through this gate because I think they should be following these stupid rules. And it's like religion to me, especially Christianity, um, has just a lot of toxic people in it. I mean, you can look at like the KKK are religious people. Um, they're Christians. And, <laughs> and they literally don't even follow the teachings of the religion they <sighs> well, they, so, wait, yeah. they they do. They 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 go more Old Testament. Yeah, but they <laughs> they uh -oh. still like you know more of the Mormon look at it, where it's like, no, Jesus was white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, oh, that a lot of Christians cool. still believe that too. Uh, <laughs> not you don't have to be a KKK member to think Jesus is white and be religious. Uh, so still, so that's maybe kind of comes into the, maybe we can blame religion. For the failure of representation in media oh, because everybody thinks jesus Absolutely. is white <laughs> yeah. yeah in middle east yeah in the middle east that's the og whitewash <laughs> yeah. yeah like all the egyptian movies too they always have a god i think they had a movie like a couple years ago the egyptian gods, gods all played by egypt. white people God's yeah, yeah. I'll play by like, white people. That feature like, channel what, is egypt in, in africa like what is not how is this still not clicking <laughs> Like, yeah, there were two. It was like Gods of Egypt and then Exodus. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. Scott yeah. movie. And uh, Ridley yeah. Scott, like, went on record and was like, I can't finance a movie by getting, you know, Muhammad so-and-so from such-and-such. <laughs> and it's like, oh, boy. That's when they big, say that stuff and think that they're doing crap. something, they're just, like, I, have you guys seen the, um, I don't, what were you saying, Anthony? My bad, Anthony. Oh, you're good. It's a cop-out when they say shit like that. It's just a cop-out. Oh, shit. it is. Like, Tim Burton, uh, I don't know when it was said, but I, I've seen it going around that he said people of color didn't fit in his world. And it's like, bro, it's a made-up world where people are made out of pumpkins oh, and really? ragdolls, but you can't... Yeah, that's something he said. I wish I knew when. I don't know if this is more recent or if this is something he said before. But regardless, he said it, and it's not like anything changed, so it might as well have been yesterday. But he yeah. said people of color don't fit into his world, or he hasn't found a, a character that would fit. And it's like, bro, they're all just sunken in, like, bluish-purple <laughs> dead people. Yeah, it's... it's Everybody it's, dies. 
It's a racism. That's a form of racism for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but like he felt like he was really like saying something. Just like when they uh, say, "Oh, I can't cast somebody named Mah-. like really." Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this movie then, babe. How about that? And the majority of his fandom is people of color. Yeah. 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 Same. Same thing with like Harry Potter. I know this is kind of going off on it. Well, no, this is like still still the same. But like, yeah, her um her comments on trans folk. Like, come on. Like, do you know how many queer children you have guided and assisted, like staying sane and feeling like they have an escape? And then you yeah. just gonna cast them aside like that? How could you? Uh, she did. She did more I than should... cast them aside. She doubled down multiple times. Yeah. 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 It's uh. just yeah. It's that hysterical thing to me that I'm like, okay, you claim to be you know like a quote unquote woke white bitch, but yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you have a problem. You have a problem with trans people, but you don't have a problem with writing under a male pseudonym. I don't. Uh. Um, not only that but i think there was something like looking up oh i can't remember like the male pseudonym was like the name was of like some guy that was like famous for like anti-gay therapy like conversion (laughs) therapy or some shit like that that would not surprise me oh i'm gonna have to double check that though put a pin on that to be like double check (laughs) See, that's the thing where it's like when people say you have a privilege and then you say, no, but look, I was homeless once. And we're like, yeah, you've, we're not saying you've never struggled. This is the perfect example of that because she tries to resonate with people that she's also felt the struggle. But it's like, did like, did you really on the same caliber because that was temporary and it was housing, which still is a huge issue. So I'm not downplaying homelessness at all or experiencing yeah. displacement. But in the grand scheme of things, do you you must not have Who felt the struggle it... too bad to ostracize folks that are struggling in different forms. Who has an easier time making it out of homelessness? Is it white people or is it people of color? Like Exactly. It's people of color so... and especially queer people of color. Yeah. So oh. it's just it's a weird thing like and this is where like the term like white fragility comes from oh yes because um you know it's it's feeling like a small little like giving them there's that little bit of truth sort of comes off as an attack like they feel like they're being attacked even though it's not really an attack it's just like you know we're not saying you haven't struggled. We're just saying you haven't had the struggles people of color have had, you know? It's like, it's them not really understanding, I guess, the struggles. I mean, you know, it's just, it's so hard to explain because it's like... Um, the inherent constant struggle versus a conditional struggle. Yeah, yeah. So it's just... It's like if I'm, you know, like coming up with an idea for something or in a team meeting and, you know, I say my idea and then I get dismissed, but then a white dude says the same exact thing or he repeats what I said and he gets the credit. And it's like, bitch, (laughs) no, (laughs) that was me. It's hard to explain that to white people, though. 
<laughs> and it's especially if they like even the same thing with like the religion stuff where it's like I mean looking at it it's so clear that you're using it as a crutch for your own beliefs and if you really took a deep dive into what you say you believe you would see so much more compassion empathy and mm. community with people outside of your community yeah it's like uh, it's like the whole thing with like christmas like christians feel um oh. you know battered they feel attacked they're they under attacked, siege uh, because, because you other, know, we say happy holidays i think <laughs> they're yeah oh God forbid like, we acknowledge anything else besides Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. It's like it's like the dumbest shit to them is the most important and we're just like, man, we're just trying to live over here, okay? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like we don't hate Christmas. We just want people that celebrate other things to also oh. feel love. Like that's no. literally yeah. the base. I hate Christmas. <laughs> well, okay. I mean. Some hate Christmas, but the foundation of happy holidays <laughs> isn't yeah. I hate Christmas. <laughs> So, you are totally then, yeah. valid in your hate for everything you hate, Anthony. That's, I mean, that's why I feel like Hallmark should definitely stop making all of those goddamn Christmas movies. I mean, they've only made one. Really, they've only made one fifty times. <laughs> that's true. It's always the same. They have an entire channel of movies where they just do the same storyline with different seasons and different yeah. places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is always the same it's you know like the woman Oops. that's like the big shot from new york goes yeah. to she has town. all the problems she's, yeah. she's too busy for love and she bumps yes. into him at the coffee shop oh god uh, they make me gag just, yeah. yeah so it's just like come on come on guys they Let's make you gag because they're it's regurgitation over and over again yeah <laughs> They're, it's just it's not same, intelligent. Same, SS, what is it? SSD, same shit, different. No, SSDD, same shit, different day. Um, I always, <laughs> I love anything that's like canonized and like whitewashed. I love just calling it re regurgitation to make people uncomfortable that praise it. So, like in art history classes, if they'd give me the same, like if they talk about, oh my God, what was his name? The one that went. To a Gauguin or Gauguin, I don't know how to say his name. But if every single one is talking about Gauguin, I can't remember how to say his name. But I know who I'm talking about. I'm like, this is just regurgitation over and over again. How are you going to feed okay. me regurgitation and expect me not to vomit? Oh. Yeah. Then they, they, you're mean? killing their joy and they're, you're killing their happiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because even with, like, in the art, it's, like, all of the, you know, the masters they speak of are all white dudes. And you're just, yeah. like, what? Okay, but what? <laughs> like, and then and Yeah, and that's the, like, core art history. And then if you want anything else, you have to go outside of that, which is the same thing in, like, media. They put it into a separate category where it's, like, oh, this is African art. Well, African Urban. art happened in the past. It's still history. Why is that a subcategory? Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, yeah. There's, we just need more representation everywhere. Um, not a generalization onto specific ones. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that would be that would be pretty nice, wouldn't it? Like, um, the go the now now the, the rain is back over to video games. <laughs> Thank you. That's I'm gonna hop good. in the back seat for this one. Um, <laughs> to, to, to really turn this over. Um, the only game that stands out to me that actually has a black main character is Watch Dogs Two. Mm-hmm. I don't count. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't count any of the Grand Theft Auto games because it's still with that normative that we talked about. You easy quit oh, black yes. black men and Latin men as gangbangers. Yeah. And then I'm like, um, like no. I was like, hell no. Like Watch Dogs Two, the main character Marcus, he's not a gangbanger. Yes, he's a hacker. He is. He does have a criminal record, but it's tied to him trying to save his community. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, and, oh, and I still want to do the new Spider-Man game because I fucking love Miles Morales. So, like, yes, Puerto Rico, <laughs> Puerto Rico pride. Oh. I'm just like, yeah. I think, um, that, I think comic-wise, he's Puerto Rican. Game-wise, he's Dominican. Okay, I'll accept that. I mean, I, I was like, completely... I was kind of, I was like, that's I'm like, and then someone said it still counts. I'm like. He has a definitive race. Use it. I don't care if it's video games, yeah. movie, or comic book. If he's Dominican in... Even I got myself mixed up. I thought he was Puerto Rican and black. I thought his mom was Puerto Rican and his dad was black. They said in the game his mother is um, Dominican. Oh, okay. I oh. Hmm. Well... Hmm. Honestly, anything that's not just but still t- cut and paste Mexican, yeah. I'm I'm still rooting for them. Then, even if that's not pride for me, no, I'm I think still he's Puerto Rican for, though, because what, in, oh, in the game, uh, the there's si- Puerto Rican flags all over the house. Yeah, but I remember um, they said his grandmother went back to Puerto Rico, but his mother's Dominican. Oh, okay. Because I, I was wondering because the the Puerto Rican flags in, in the in like the first hour of the game, I've only played a little bit of it, but yeah, there's the Puerto Rican flag. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though. Miles, Miles, and the culture is still being represented, though. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and they, I'll accept it. <laughs> and also, I can't remember. Is that just on the PS5 or is it also for the? No, PS4? it's PS4 too. PS4 I too. have it on PS4. Okay. Um, okay. And what I like about the game, and this deals with um, people who are deaf, they don't outright say, "Oh, this is deaf girl." No, it's just this girl. They say her name, and she does. Um, she does her sign language, and Miles can do sign language. Um, and if you don't have subtitles on, Miles and his mother will go back and forth. Like, you see in traditional Latin, um, how, uh, Hispanic households, the Spanish and um, English um, intermittently going back and forth. Like, it'll probably, like, say a random word in English and then the rest of the dialogue is in Spanish. And you see that represented in the game, like, what a traditional, oh. that traditional household would be. And I'm it's like... Just... And that is this is just a superhero game that's finally doing yeah. this. Yeah, I'm uh, just getting goosebumps talking about it because it's just so exciting to me. Um, it is gonna it's gonna take time because I feel Blue Beetle can be the Miles Morales for the DC universe. Yeah, because um, it's but it's you know like going back through video games like what like characters of color are there you know like mm-hmm. really um like to touch base with like bioware because i am like such a basic bioware bitch i 
<laughs> love them. Yeah, they need to. They need to earn back my trust. This is uh. another tangent, but um, anyway, but like, even with with them, like their representation is kind of garbage. Aside from Admiral Anderson, mm-hmm. like the people of color they have in their games are not great characters. <laughs> like Jacob in Mass Effect Two was just not done well um, for me, so I don't know how you felt about him, Des. Like, I feel... Kayla, mute yourself. <laughs> if anything goes down, just mute yourself a little bit. Um, for Jacob, I didn't really have a problem. Well, he was kind of weird. Yeah. He was, he was weird. But it was like when you get to Mass Effect 3 he became that stereotypical like if you are Femme Shep if you're I'm, just, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use the normative of Femme or Male Shep I'm just going to say Shep if, if you're Shep and you're in a relationship Katie background noise background noise uh, if you are Shepard and you're in a relationship with a with um Jacob, he becomes the normal the black men. They say black men don't cheat. Nah, this brother cheated on you, Shepard. Yeah, like legit. Like he's he's the stereotype now, and yeah. then he has an asshole excuse why he's not there. And I'm like, that is not a proper like. Keep up with his yeah. four storyline, like him being there, like no matter what. Like even if he did leave Shepard, like everyone had a good excuse why they left Shepard, except for Jacob. Right. Like, and then he tried to like fucking like gaslight you and be like, oh, it's because your one your number one love is the Normandy, and it's like, bitch, get yeah. the what? Um, but like, Mass Effect Two to me is like I jokingly say it's like the game of daddy issues because so many of like your uh teammates like their main quest line was sort of about like shitty fathers, mm-hmm. but I also felt like it was a bit stereotypical for Jacob that his was about you know a dad abandoning him oh yeah and then that, yeah that yeah now I know what you're talking about specifically and that too I'm like yeah why you have to use the normative like all black dads are not there for their kids yeah and then like Liam in Andromeda I mean everyone I feel like everyone in Andromeda like suffered like there I, was not really very many good characters in Andromeda. <laughs> I can, I'm gonna defend Andromeda. I, actually, but, I, um, I do. Uh, I, I, quiet you. <laughs> I do. There's certain things I do dislike. Game wise, it is buggy as hell. I feel like Cora. I think she had like an an identity crisis. Like that's someone <laughs> who is the only child who grew up. And is being pulled every which way, so their yeah. world would be rocked. So that's like that is like the typical mm-hmm. person who's the only child. See, my my problem with uh, Cora is that she is a human biotic, mm-hmm. and yes, she had a sorry training, but um, her one little side mission, she is literally like mansplaining Asari's to an Asari. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, mm-mm. No, 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 <laughs> you don't, no. I do have something. That you was... had a couple years, you have a couple years training. She's had 
like centuries. Please don't stop it. And stop it. When we get to no. the, when we get to the comic books portion, uh, we do have something that's similar to Korra's type of things. Little little uh, a tease. Yeah, uh, I mean, I go ahead. Just I have a lot of issues with Andromeda. Mainly, it like the Force Awakens. It, like the Force Awakens to me is like I call it a newer hope because it's basically a carbon <laughs> copy of a new hope. <laughs> yes. And Andromeda is basically like Emmy One all over again, I... except it's like it's like a fan fiction of Mass Effect One, um, where like. Oh, there's this ancient technology that only you can work with and understand, and you have to find all of this more ancient technology to take down this threat to the galaxy. Like, it's. And so many people were like, the female Torian, what was her name? Vetra? Yeah. They were like, oh, she's a Garrus knockoff. And I'm like, okay, no, no the Garrus. The Garrus knockoff was clearly. Um, Liam. Jal. No. Jaw. It was Jaw. They just made him a little bit more polite than Garrus. But Jaw was like the I, Go ahead. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Jaw Jaw was the Garrus knockoff because he was like the witty sniper with the eye patch. <laughs> like <laughs> I was I, I would combat that with Liam had the Garrus attitude. Jaw if you if I had something I discovered I'm now currently playing um, Andromeda. You go around um, Aya, and all the women are swooning over Jal. I go mm-hmm. all around Mass Effect, the original Mass Effect trilogy. You don't hear one woman playing up, like talking up Garrus. And the only thing you get out of Garrus is until you get to Mass Effect Three, when you start about that other Turian that he who he hooked up with, and he kept on saying, "Well, she had reach. I had reach." She had flexibility. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. Garrus, like, you have game, you just suck at it. While Joel just don't want to be upfront with it. But Liam, though, we talked about Liam. See, but Joel was also bad at game. Like, he was very, like, if you watch his little weird romance scene where he's, like, awkwardly showing uh writer his house like introducing him to his family he is the most awkward motherfucker ever like they are like and then like oh my god i just remember liam because i remember like watching the videos and i'm like i am gonna romance that man i am gonna freaking romance him but then i looked at it and then i couldn't un i couldn't unsee it everything about liam was um he's trash what was he yeah he's terrible but what was oh my god what was his name from Big Hero Six the one black guy from Big Hero Six oh Damon Wayne's Junior's character yes I don't remember the he had the dual he had the dual Omni blades yeah because the freaking character Big Hero Six had his dual little daggers like yeah. forearm daggers whatever the heck they were called but Andromeda like, came out before Big Hero Six though no Big Hero Six came out first really? yeah yeah it did yeah. Um, and it's, this is obviously, like, a whole issue with, you know, obviously if you read the, um, article about just, uh, what was it, the Kotaku Order article about just the whole behind-the-scenes yeah. rushed production of it, um. It's all EA. At the end of the day, it's all EA. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it just, I still remember, like, I was still going in thinking I was going to romance him. But then we had the talk where he was like, yeah, I left my family in the galaxy. And I'm just like, I don't know anyone that would legit, like, say goodbye to their family. Yeah, because, like, you know, like, everyone that was on the crew, their family was either with them on the arc or, like, the writers. They had no family left. Veteran, yeah. it was only Veteran and her sister. Cora, right. like I said, only child, no family. Gil, mm-hmm. no family. Callo, no family. Suvi, she, yeah. her parents were already old, so it was easy for her to come to Andromeda. Liam was the one who had a healthy family, and he yes. just like dove in head first. And that's why I was like, I told my brother, he agrees with me. If I was able to write Andromeda 2, I would not feel bad killing off, like, you know how at the start of Mass Effect 2, Shepard got killed off, but he obviously brought yeah. back. I would do that, except for none of the main characters would die, except for Liam. Yeah. Because... And it's, I still, I still remember, it's etched in my brain for how stupid this was. I mean, there's so many, like, stupid conversations from Andromeda yeah. that are etched in my brain with how stupid they are. But it was when he was talking about his family and how they built this fucking awesome car and then just shot it into space. Like, you're not going to drive like, it, dude. Like, I'm like, why would you... That is... Are are you and your whole family stupid? Because it's like, you could have parked... You could have taken this car with you to Andromeda. I mean, obviously, they probably wouldn't have let you because where the fuck are you going to drive a car in a space station or whatever? But, like, it could have been, like, a little thing to have your family. Or your family could have kept it to have a memory of you. Like, drive this car. This is Liam's car. You know, like... But you shot it into space. You wasted money putting this car together and then wasted more money to shoot it into space for nobody to ever enjoy. And let's not forget the couch. And the fucking couch. Like, oh my God. It's like, just. With Liam, like, he was a bad representation of someone of color in the game. Like, his mission really, his loyalty mission could have gotten people killed. Yeah. And I felt like the choice system with that was bad. Like, I want Ryder, like, and it was kind of weird. Ryder had choices for Vetra to be super angry with her. and But he had no choice system with Liam to be super angry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, it, uh, y'all talk. Uh, apparently something's going on. So I'm, I'm going to mute my mic. Um, so... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Those are just some of my problems with Andromeda. But Yeah. I don't remember enough of it to, to remember the problem. It just wasn't very memorable for me. I, I bought it, pre ordered it when it came out, played it, and then just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. It was a definite low point for Bioware, which is funny because everyone thought like Dragon Age 2 would be the low point. And even then, Dragon Age 2 is not a bad game. No. Like, it's not not great, but like they talk about like, oh, they reused levels so much. And I'm like, the first Mass Effect game freaking reused levels. Like, every time you went into a mine shaft or a laboratory, it was literally the same laboratory and the same mine shaft with just like (laughs) a couple of like different decorations here but um i know i'm trying to think of like other 
people of color from video games like oh, major characters and i can't debbie had this conversation and i couldn't think of one he pointed it out to me i was like hey you're right shit there's yeah uh, like there's barely any that's the, yeah. that was the thing we talked it's, about it's very small. like i have I, i'm looking at my game list on steam right now and i have a lot of games but it's like i can't really think of any like besides watchdogs 2 um Assassin's Creed games are including women in it, but yeah. they're still Ugh. using men to promote the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they are. And I mean, they had that one little offshoot where it was in, what was it, New Orleans? And so she was the... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Liberation. Creole. Liberation was yeah. yeah. But they yeah. dumped that onto the PSP, which, like, nobody the, the freaking PSP, had. Yeah. I mean, Vita, I actually, yeah. I was so excited for that game. I actually bought the special edition uh, Vita that came with that game when that game came out. Yeah. Because it was actually different. Finally, like, re-released it. But I remember mm, it was a few years it. ago um, when they did the, um, oh, God, what was the French one that everyone hated? Uh, the French Assassin's Creed one. Um what is, what is, it was like during the French Revolution. No, it was. No, it was actually enjoyable. Um, I'm gonna Google this. But anyway, like because they included like co-op, so like you could have up to like. Oh, was it Unity? Yes, thank you. Terrible. Except none of them were like women, and so there was this huge backlash. And so I remember I went to it was Denver Comic Con, and this was like right after like one of the announcements trailers. And I just had this sign that was like the French flag, and I drew like the Assassin's Creed symbol on the inside that I said women can be assassins too, and it was just um, it was fantastic. And I actually got to meet. Um, I met the Mass Effect uh, voice actors, so like Jennifer Hale, Mark Meir, Kimberly Brooks, um, Raphael Savarge, they were there. And I had my sign, and so I was getting a picture with them. And so we took the picture with my sign. I had Jennifer Hale hold the sign, because Jennifer Hale is queen. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I actually have this framed on my wall because I love it so much. So I was like, can the women here, can we please be like killing the men? So I have like my my uh um hidden blade and i'm like stabbing mark mirror in the neck with it and then Brooks <laughs> is like choking um rafael Savarge. and so we took that picture and it's still one of my favorite pictures and they signed it but like kimberly brooks was like i asked for a copy of this picture because it's so great so i'm just like <laughs> dying because like kimberly brooks has my picture in her house somewhere, and, and then speaking, uh, of, speaking of Kimberly Brooks, I did not know Ashley was voiced by a black woman. That that, that was right? like what? It, did you so know uh, like Kratos? <laughs> Kratos, the God of War, is voiced by a black man too. I didn't know that either. I've been through that. T.C. Carson, um, the original trilogy. Oh, he's so good. And uh, I forgot Such a his, good voice. And the actor who played Jaw in Stargate um, SG One is the new mm -hmm. is the new Kratos. Yep. Oh, I still need to play that one. I'm so behind. Oh my god, I'm so behind. Um, I'm way that behind. But see, I'm a bad um, nerd. I don't know all the actors' names and whatnot. <laughs> so yeah, it was so funny. So when I was getting this picture signed, Jennifer Hale like 
we talked for like a good 20 minutes i felt bad because like there's people obviously behind me waiting for signatures and like jennifer hale and i are just having this deep in-depth conversation about like representation in video games and she's like i sent that picture to my friend at ubisoft she was like and they were telling me that they you know have some misogyny problems there and i'm like oh you think you think the video game industry has misogyny problems what? <laughs> and, it takes, no. and it takes the 2020 for it to finally come out? Yeah. yeah. And right, so right, it was right. just like, oh my god, it was just obviously one of like, obviously peak checkoff lists for my life where I'm like, I literally could die happy because I had this huge conversation with Jennifer Hale and Kimberly Brooks. Like, everyone, oh my god, they were all like so cool, like just talking about this and just how important it is, just how important representation is. And I remember getting in like fights with a couple of people because they would be like, oh, what about the female assassins from like, you know, Liberation or whatever that one was on the freaking DS. And I'm like, table scraps like that. We should be happy that we're on platforms that nobody really plays. Like, oh. we're thrown okay, now, to the side. I'm not nobody, okay. I mean, I'm. <laughs> Just saying, like I I, I bought be... a Vita for that. It's game. like you know, it's like when you have the good like black character representation, but it's only you know yeah, like Luke Cage, and then we have like one black Marvel movie. Yeah, like not counting, um, you know, we'll say like the new the MCU, and it's like we're I don't know. It's just I'm tired of table scraps. I'm tired of like. You showing all these amazing characters with depth and range, but it's like, it's, you know, on the TV or it's on, you know, the DS. It's like nobody really plays the DS. I mean, and, and I also I think and, have. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's just, it's like, come on. And then they released Syndicate, which Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which I enjoyed. But that also pissed me off because, you know, you could swap, swap between playing like the brother or the sister. And I preferred playing as the sister because her fighting style was way better than whatever. Jacob? Was that his name? Um, I think so, Jacob, yeah. But it always forced you to go back to Jacob whenever you were doing a story mission. So it was just reinforcing that Jacob was the main character, not Evie. Like, Evie was just... Whatever. Yeah. Like They've gone away from that, but uh, I, Assassin's I Creed know. games still aren't great. I wish they would make a decent game <laughs> with proper representation. Yeah, um, I haven't played them in a while because they just sort of got tired of it because it was a lot of... If you play five hours of a Ubisoft game, you've played the whole game. Yeah. I bored quit Origins. Is that what it was called? The Egyptian one? Yeah, Origins was main, good. The main character just, just bored me. Yeah. I was just... Uh, I don't know, it, but... To also tie this back to um, representation, we also got uh, social media, and this is also one of the reasons why I wanted to have Kaylee on. Um, Kaylee, this is, this is where you come to shine. I'm here, I'm here. Um, representation in terms of not only just race, but also body image. Um... If, oh, yes. um, if those who are not online or don't have social media, which you don't notice a lot lately, um, even if it's OnlyFans um, models or alternative models or just 
women who are positive with their own body, if you are on the heavier side, your yours your page, your images will be more likely taken down more than the women who are a lot more thinner. Same goes for men as well. But it's mainly women that is getting attacked more than um, anyone else. That. So I'll let Kaylee have the floor on this one. Yeah, it's just, it's absolutely, that is absolutely true. I've um, I've been trying to post a lot of body positive posts and just my stomach. Like I had one where I was like embracing my stomach rolls. No butt cheeks, no nipples, not that I'm against any of that because, you know, I love my body in its entirety. But my stomach rolls, it led to this, and I was working my way up to it. Like, I was thinking the week before, like, ooh, am I sure I want to post this? Like, I'm a little nervous. I posted it, and less than, I mean, it must have been, like, less than 10 hours it was removed, and it just led to this spiral of all of my content being shadow banned and removed, even if I was, like, wearing a T-shirt. And so it's hilarious because at the same time, because this all started in early October, my account is still in review, like, and I still get messages from Instagram that my account might possibly be removed. But recently, they had released, I don't know if anybody saw, but Instagram had released this, like, kind of, like, trying to make amends by saying, oh, but we actually, if you are a plus-size woman, like, you know, are bad, as long as you are just lovingly holding your body, then you're more than welcome to post those images. As long as you're not posting your straight-up nip, which is fair, your straight-up yoni, which is fair. (laughs) But then, again, yesterday, I had a picture up for less than a minute where I was wearing a T-shirt, and I was, like, cupping my breasts which is allowed because you're doing it in a loving way. I even read them so much that I have them. You can't indent and you can't be squeezing your breasts or your butt or whatever. You know, you could be touching it and loving it like you're hugging yourself. But still, it's just, it's so silly. The the double standards of if you see a larger body, it's inherently considered more provocative. If you see a curvy woman... If her cleavage has suddenly become way more sexualized than the same exact shirt on someone that might not have as much in their busty area, you know? Yeah. I remember, so, um, when I worked at Think Geek, so Think Geek used pretty much the people that worked for them as their, their models. We didn't really, um, you know, hire out models. Sometimes we would, but most of the time we would just be like... Hey, go put this shirt on. We'll take some pictures. Because she modeled a So, I, yeah, I would model sometimes because I am technically plus size. Um, but um, I just remember, like, there's one time, you know, we'd be promoting a sale. And so one time they used one of my pictures where I was modeling. Um, I remember this. It was PB's jacket from Andromeda, which was, I mean, as much as I was like, blah, on PB, her jacket was freaking fab. Um, And there was this one guy that was commenting and he was like, gross, we don't want to see like a fat ass and just basically commenting on my weight. And I was just like, because 
just trying so hard not to like jump in because number one, I was like, I don't want to get fired. Um, but you know, like all these people started jumping in and coming to my defense, which I was like, oh, social media for the good. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And they're like, she's great. She's fabulous. She's gorgeous. And I'm like, oh, these people think I'm pretty. Um, (laughs) And he's like, oh, she's a model. I can attack her. She signed up for this. And I wanted to really be like, bitch, I work for Think Geek. I didn't sign up for that. Like, no. It's not the job I was hired for. But even then, if you're a model, it's like, you didn't, like, when they say you signed up for this, I think that's just the stupidest thing. It's like, no, I signed up to do a job, you know? Like, people think that because, you know, you're a model, you're modeling this product, that gives them the right to, like, criticize you or comment on your weight. Attack you personally, you know? Yeah, and it's like, no, I'm, like, doing my job. Like, if I were doing my job terribly, sure, like, comment on it. But if I'm, like, if I'm not doing anything bad, like, why the hell are you comment? Like, don't, it's just, it's the weirdest thing because then, you know, they'd show one where, like, one of my other coworkers who was uh, plus size and he was modeling a t-shirt, but, like, nobody's, like, calling him a fat ass nobody's bitching about his way like oh gross why are you showing this guy that's just men are terrible (laughs) yeah and it's just it's yeah it's just yeah because then it's like again the oh my bad benita but it's like the target the target audience is not men that's i think the hardest thing for men to realize especially on my posts I mean, I do, like, embrace my sexuality and my body, and that is not for, that is not intended to move men. It is intended to empower other women that look like me and look in the mirror and have a fupa or have, like, curvy thighs and a little bit of, you know, maybe they have a double chin and make them feel beautiful, too. You know, like we're yeah. we're in this together. I'm not gonna contort myself and move into these uncomfortable positions to look different than I am. I'm gonna love the way I look right now. And they have this like really difficult like, well, if you're not doing it to be sexy, why are you doing it? Because their brain is ingrained to think that they are the target audience for everything. And it's like, I'm very sorry, but you're not. I do it for the girls and the gays, my baby. Yeah, it's always it's yeah. always about guys for some reason. They always think it's about them. Yeah, and it's like it's. Be- I will. I love it. If uh, I have plenty of friends, male and female, that will message me. Even dudes that are like, "Oh, like I'm so happy to see that you're like loving on yourself so much. Like, it's in really enjoyable content." And they move along, and that's completely fine. I absolutely welcome anybody that's like touched or feels great about it but that's not the target audience you know what i mean yeah it's i think that kind of does go back a little bit to like the white fragility because you know historically everything has sort of been about the white dude (laughs) like um they've sort of been in charge and so it's sort of that the thing where they're coming back and realizing like I don't know, maybe it isn't all about you, and that's hard to <laughs> I, take. 
I guess. You know, for me, like, what, sorry. What I've what I've been seeing a lot more lately of late is just white men included, but now I'm seeing a lot more men of color being very toxic. And we're gonna have a to- um, an episode on toxicity, um, especially male <sighs> toxicity. But yeah. um, but I've seen a lot more men of color being just like vile and just fucking straight up evil like i remember reading a reddit article um where the question was asked for women only if you have 24 hours where there was 48 hours if there was no Uh, what would you do and they said be able to walk down the street yeah walk (laughs) down the street or have a picnic that is like and and have both buds in my ear when i'm walking down the street like like, and, and you see all the dudes who are offended I'm like this is what the fuck they're talking about 48, yeah. 48 hours going on social media and not seeing one comment that y'all putting up like I remember we had a critique um, uh, this is also a semester you wasn't there uh, Kaylee but um, Dima who you know and who also was on Artist Talk check out that episode she was um, displaying her sculpture pieces and then someone was like oh remind them of sex and I'm sitting there like, Dean was like, like, like everyone had the look on the face. I was like, you know what? I was just came out there and said, I was like, what of her sculpture pieces remind me of sex? No one here is thinking about it except for you. And it was a guy. I was like, uh. I, I called them out. And I was like, <laughs> I was just like, what is it about about this? I was like, I'm thinking crayons. You thinking sex? Like. Where's the where's yeah, the Yeah, I think the penis. <laughs> and there's like this like there's like this creepiness like involved in those comments too cuz it's like it's not the comment cuz I mean there's lots of things that are not sexual that feel intimate and feel sexy to me. But it's in a very just like appreciative loving way, not in a like I want that possessive way. And I think that's the thing that males struggle with is that they feel like it's this, like, I want you for me and for my intentions rather than, oh, this is beautiful. And I'm really connecting and intimately relating to this item. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, again, like, because there's a lot of, you know, movies and films, video games that sort of have that, like, stalker type mind frame Mm -hmm. with guys like even like the og ghostbusters like um bill murray's character was a creeper (laughs) like he was a straight up creeper but he still got the girl in the end for a long time that was kind of like always been portrayed in movies as a guy that being romantic in a way yeah yeah which movie? Like literally any hair, like almost any Harrison Ford character. Yeah, it's like but if it's a like, uh, walking working girl comes to mind. It treats yeah. the women saying no, thank you, as a game and as part of the story, rather than as a no. I said like I'm not interested in going on a date with you. Like yeah, I yeah. mean, if I wanted to, I would have said yes. It's not a challenge. Yeah. It's not me playing hard to get. I am a grown yeah. woman, and I'm saying, no, thank you. I don't want that. This is something I learned recently. I mean, because I'm still, I'm 25, but when I was younger, I was kind of a shitty person. I mean, I didn't know 
exactly how to act, you know? Yeah. So I've made yeah. a lot of these fucking toxic men mistakes and stupid shit that I really did still, I still think about to this day where I'm like, man, I really wish I didn't fucking act like that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't linger on those things too much though, because I've noticed the the people that have those like regrets and thoughts are people that are growing. So celebrate that you're growing because it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I used to say so many things when I was younger that would slut shame other women or just hate them because I thought they were beautiful because I was trained to think that women were competition. I recently just talked about that with a friend of mine. I mean, I went all of high school hating her because everybody thought she was smart and pretty. What a silly thing. But yeah. I'm growing past that and we bond and we talk about that in a healthy way so i wouldn't i wouldn't get too hung yeah. up on that stuff well, because you're, you're growing and it sounds like you have made so much progress and conscious effort to grow i can feel it yeah. absolutely we're all we're all human so we all like screw up i remember yeah. like growing up i Honestly, I thought like gay people shouldn't get married because you know, I was taught gay it was against the Bible, it was against mm -hmm. Jesus. And then you like you grow up, you meet people, you have experience you have these life experiences and you you learn. You're like, Oh, yeah, like why the fuck shouldn't gay people get married? Like it's not gonna destroy anything. It's not gonna it's not gonna bring down any, you know, rules, right? Like it's just it's not going to change anything if they're yeah. able, able to get married. And or... that's where that... Oh, my bad, Benita. Oh, no, it's okay. It's just, it's unlearning things. Bad it's... behavior, yeah. Yeah, yeah and... it's hard, and it's just that ongoing process we all deal with. Yeah, I, yeah. Would, I would say I was more of the equal opportunist hater, so I just hate you. <laughs> Everybody, I, mean, I, I lived in the hood. Everybody, I don't care if you're gay, straight, yeah. or whatever. You go, you're gonna catch these words if if I feel you pissing me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah. for me, I had to come to terms with even like my racial bias because, like, growing up, you know, I was in a, I predominantly like sort of white neighborhood like literally there was train tracks so it was like the other side of the tracks was like the hood quote unquote but yeah. like so where we lived was like mostly white people so it's like sort of i feel like you know having that very just white experience and coming with mm. these racial biases where for like you know my mom and i are like sitting on a bus and like a black guy comes on sits down and like my mom like straightens up and holds her purse closer like you catch it so it's like coming to terms with like if a black man walks into a room and I feel like my chest tighten, is it tightening because I feel like I'm a threat or is it because I've learned that like, oh, black is bad, you know, like, so having to, to unlearn that unconscious bias, that yeah. internal racism and just the, you know, even something internal misogyny, because Kaylee, like you said, like there were times I was also like hating on women because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that bitch has it all. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's so funny you know it's just and, yeah mm -hmm. something we all have and we all just have to like recognize that we're not 
perfect woke beings. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, cancel, yeah. that's why cancel culture is so toxic because it removes that like possibility to grow and listen and because re- if you just cut somebody out and say you said this if you have a I mean I think there's also like a, a threshold like if you are a 78 year old white man and you're still saying stuff like it's probably a lot less likely that you're going to change maybe a little bit of distance yeah. is, is just better and safer for everybody but like, like when we're this age like we do like you said we mess up and that's why I mean, a lot of the times if we mess up, years later is when we realize, oh, or even sometimes right after, they're like, oh, I see. But that's yeah. like cancel culture and this like, oh, cut them off. And like, then where is that opportunity to grow? Because right. me, yeah. I wouldn't want to be who be around who I was as a teenager. Like, I would be like oh, uncomfortable no. and like cringing. Yeah. So it's like we grow, we grow and we listen. The more we're around people, the more we're learning and intaking. Yeah. Like, cancel culture, I feel, is important, but I think it's, like... It depends on the canceling that's been done. Yeah. It's where the damage is. It's kind of like how, like, when we say defund the police, it's not like, we don't mean get rid of the police. We just mean, like, they don't need... All this as big a budget as they have, because the motherfuckers need to fix themselves. But it's, uh, there... it's, so it's like there's a nuance there that like it's hard to get with you know like the name because cancel culture is just very easy to say it's a catchy title cancel culture and if <laughs> used properly you know we get rid of like shitheads like um what was that one fucking Hollywood producer um, oh um Weinstein. So, yeah, yeah I was like Harvey. Yeah, he's not so the like, only. He's far from the only one, though. Exactly. Yeah, he's so that's Hollywood's so plague with him. People like him. It's one oh, of those yeah. tools like we created that was created for good, but now we've sort of started like warping Go it, ahead. and now it's yeah. like any microtransgression is. Uh, I have <laughs> a problem. I, leftists fight with leftists quite a bit. Uh, I know there's yes. a lot of like infighting about this type of topic yeah like oh how far is like, too far how, how are you being are you being a little bit ridiculous right now like, right because it's like thing. cancel culture is a good thing to call out like bad things you know like accountability and her transphobia mm-hmm. it's like holding people accountable it's important mm-hmm. but it's also like but, you don't want to go too far where it's like for like know, an old tweet or something from right. like 10, 7, 20 years ago and that yeah, the person is obviously reconciled that, it like yeah, I agree. Twitter just discovered you know? it, so it has to be like, oh, we have to go through it again. Yeah, yeah. Like when they tried to bring down James Gunn, it's like uh, I was gonna bring that up too, but you did it already. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you know he, yeah, he was problematic in the early days, but like he recognized that about he himself. Like, person. Like, is we all are judged by the jokes, tweets we made when we were younger. God, I would. Yeah, I would be chastised. Yeah, I was a teenager. Yeah. yeah, like we all say stupid shit. We all believe stupid shit at one point or another. Yeah. Um, like and that? so it's like admitting it. So it's like he already admitted. He had already apologized. Like everybody knew about those tweets, and it was. I think it ended up being like people on the right because he was obviously like 
trash talking uh, Trump so much, and they were like, "Oh, look at this!" Uh, they this wanted to pedophilic, yeah, culture, yeah. And so then it was like that whole hullabaloo, and then Disney just didn't help. You're like, "Okay, dude, yeah, come on!" Like Kevin Feige had to step in and help. Yeah, like I loved like there was so much support for him, which was great, but I was also like mad because i'm like why is there always so much support for the white guys yeah, not but, really for like yeah. like yeah. when tessa thompson and um brie larson was speaking out on injustices no one mm. was coming mm-hmm. was coming for tessa thompson and brie larson to help them out yeah but then when oh but there's a joke tweet about how chris pratt is the weakest chris in hollywood oh, and they all come true. to defend him uh the religious right true. <laughs> defend him he is the worst, Chris. Uh, and then, yeah, they're like, no. Serious. They will. They will defend their people to the. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Pine, Hensworth, and Evans. I think they're all weak. Uh, <laughs> I Pine, love the energy Pine. you're bringing, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I'm Pine, Evans, Hemsworth, then Pratt. See, Actually, I no Pines. Pines. Evans, Hemsworth, Walken, Ben Pratt. Because okay, Christopher Walken is <laughs> Christopher Walken's the only one that I know out of all of those. I could not put my finger on if you gave me a picture of each of those people and told me which one's which. I couldn't tell you. Just if, yeah. If you see a picture of Chris Hemsworth, you want him to body lift you. Trust me. I'm like even as a straight dude, I'm like. Well, Jesus Christ, Chris Hemsworth, oh you do not need. Frank, I have to look these people up. I think after he that. has more. Did you see? He has more muscles now than he ever did before. I don't want to see. <laughs> I do not want to see Fat Thor and Love and Thunder. This dude's too bulked his, out. His stupid uh, Instagram thing, where he's like, "Oh, here's my cheat day. I had a donut, and it's literally him like pushing up this giant like." Um, like truck wheel like it's this huge ginormous wheel that's like bigger than him and he's literally like lifting it up and flipping it over and i'm like oh screw you chris hemsworth <laughs> no the rock is the known offender of that he posts oh i love him though three fat ass french toast with mm. peanut butter and vodka with cream i want to be on that plate i'm like god <laughs> damn it rock <laughs> i hear you Oh, and then he like literally he talked about how he broke his own door, like his own. Surprise! <laughs> yes. Ripped it off the hinges, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. We mere mortals. What? No. What? <laughs> I ripped off the door. I do. I do miss a little bit of like the nice '80s movies where it was like a lot more like regular Joes were famous people. You know, like obviously like Harrison Ford's very handsome, but I mean you had like a lot more people where it's like, you know, like Ghostbusters or (laughs) Police Academy, like just average schmoes in in movies, and you're like, yeah, this is great. This is great. Like, even Bruce Willis, like, he's, like, as average Joe as you could get for an action, oh, for like, sure. an action movie, dude. And it's <laughs> just... And then we have, you know, since we're speaking about average Joes, Tim Allen is such oh. an average-ass male. And <laughs> Tim Allen is also a, 
a crap I just person, watched the yeah. Santa yeah. Claus the other day, and I was like, this guy could just literally be anybody's neighbor. Like, yeah. Oh, he's literally like- my neighbor with the Trump signs. <laughs> I oh have a God, neighbor. This... His whole yard is decked out with Trump signs. He got the Trump flags oh. on his truck. Trump's twenty twenty uh, on his truck. He hasn't oh, taken yeah. it down yet either. I don't think he's going. You're to. in a cult. Call your dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, Yikes! Sorry, that's for any murderinos. My favorite murderers out there. <laughs> 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 um, but like that brings me to like I hate how it's like. Now it's like it's so normal for like an average Joe to have like this gorgeous hot wife, you know, like in TV shows or in movies, like the oh my God. gets the sexy woman, but like you have like an average normal looking woman and it's like just unbelievable that she's, she's out of her league. Handsome. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, way more like this and that girls out there. Um, I know. I'm like, you're gonna tell me you find it more believable that dude that was in Paul Blart Mall <laughs> Cop yes. get the hot chick, yeah. Can get the hot chick, but Melissa McCartney Because women know. are taught to fucking settle for mediocrity. Yeah. Well, unless you watch um what was the name of that movie? Um Spy? With Melissa McCarthy, she hooked up with Jason mm, No, never. She seen didn't it. no, she didn't hook up with him. Who she hooked up with? Um, was it Jula? I don't think she hooked up with. I don't think she hooked up with anybody in that movie. Did she? I don't think she did. It's been a while since I saw that movie. Same here. But there was that. <laughs> but I know I. Shit! Did they hook up? Okay. I don't know. Have I haven't that. seen but... it. <laughs> they did have that great little play where that one guy that kept doing all the weird different accents was hitting on her, which I really enjoyed because I love that actor. That's um, a, I think that's her husband. Um, who's always, always maybe you see like this rando, short, stubby looking dude. <laughs> that's her husband. No, okay, oh my gosh. no. So I know her husband. Her husband ended up playing like the guy she thought was the fire marshal or the air marshal on the airplane and the bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah. But the guy is talking about he. um, Oh God, it's Peter. Peter something. He played the tick in the Amazon. Oh, I Uh, I know you talked about. Um, he's. I love him so much. I mean, I've loved him since. Uh, what was it? Shaun of the Dead, where he played the roommate, like the assholey roommate. (laughs) I need Um, to watch that movie still. Oh, it's real so good. good. I know, okay. everyone keeps telling me. <laughs> that and definitely Hot Fuzz. Um, well worth yes. the watch. Yeah. The third one, I, w- I wasn't a huge pass. fan of the third one with the aliens. Hard pass. Yeah. I can't even... The World's End, I think is yep. what it was called. World's End. Yeah. It was just okay. It was... I think they peaked at Hot Fuzz. But anyway. Well, but yeah, so again, like normal Joes with like hot girlfriends. It's like okay, cool, 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 cool. And we're gonna end that right here because we can <laughs> we can continue that on with the toxicity because um, there is there is the normatives of the nice guy. If like, I'll just say this to end up. if you saying you're a nice guy, you're not a nice guy. That was me for a long time. Like I've always said. <laughs> And I've been saying this so far. 35, me now would beat up 24-year-old me. Oh, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, and being nice doesn't inherently make you... Um, 
It, it felt it, you act like you're owed something. Like yeah. I, I when I was younger, I like oh I'm nice, so I I owed like and, something. You yeah, know? and that's how I met Benita because she stumbled on my <laughs> article, and she <laughs> tore into my black ass. <laughs> you know what sometimes that's what we need and 10 years later here we are still friends yeah i mean you know sometimes you just you gotta be you gotta be taken down a peg or two uh, you yeah. gotta be so air in your ways we're just words of advice just don't ever be the um actually person uh, okay? actually. Like, <laughs> oh my god well, yeah. Or, you know, if someone's like, oh, men are terrible. It's like, I'm oh, actually not all men. And it's like, don't yeah. hashtag not all men. Or, and then I'll be like, Christian. And if y'all like... see me on Twitter, I'll be like, um, actually, no, we all are trash. Yeah, I love when you say stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're trash. Like, I don't care how, how nice of a person you are. We got some learning to do. You trash. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we all do. And thinking that yeah. anybody has reached this level of just... We're not Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, like we all are learning. Well, I hope you think Mr. Rogers would say he was perfect. Here's the thing. <laughs> we don't know his personal life, but so far people who know him in his personal life, he sounds like a genuine, like Bob Ross, they sound like genuine, nice people. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like Bob Ross really was close to that level of just heavenly human being. <laughs> <laughs> I, watched, I watched that Mr. Rogers documentary that came out a few years ago and I just oh my god I cried I was like oh he was too pure for this world you know who's kind of like doing stuff like that right now is Dolly Parton she is like I read uh, something that was talking about how she's not a billionaire she's a millionaire because she keeps like trying to help out other folks I don't want to talk too much like on it because I don't uh, oh go ahead she came out and spoke oh, out she said she supported Black Lives Matter so that means I love you Dolly Parton <laughs> <laughs> but then again she too also we also have to make sure sh that we keep these people constantly accountable and don't just praise them grounded yeah yeah care worship. we can't but, act like they're not people so we can't like exactly but we can appreciate what they're doing she helped fund the vaccine for COVID that they're working on right now, one of the places. And I'm like, oh my God, Dolly Parton, we literally don't deserve you. Yeah, and see, and I'm sure she's done things in the past. Same with Bob Ross, same with Mr. Rogers, where they're like, oh, I did this when I was younger. And I, because come on, we were all teenagers. Yeah. There's no way Bob Ross was that sweet and pure and respectful yeah. and loving his whole life. <laughs> Like he had, they had. I feel like there takes a little like, bit of pain to get to that level of yeah. compassion. It's like this, like famous people, well-known people. Like we we put them on this pedestal, mm -hmm. and it's like it's so hard. So especially like if you're calling them out for like BS, it's kind of like. It's like, oh, they've been knocked off their pedestal. We don't care about them anymore. But it's also kind of like, even with like Martin Luther King, you know, we've like canonized and pushed him up to sainthood. But I'm like, he was not mm -hmm. perfect either, you know? Yeah. He, like, no, he cheated on his wife. Like, Never meet the heroes, guys. Yeah. Never, yeah. I think it's just, it's hard for people to just remember like the humanity of yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like, just stop with like this pedestal type mentality and just realize yeah. like, we are all imperfect we make yeah. mistakes 
but all we can do is get better. I think, oh, what was his name? And he I... was a comic. And he was like, I think we can all do better. He always signed off his shows with, I think, he was the Australian guy that had that show on Comedy Central. Jim Jeffries. Uh, uh, Jim Jeffries? Yeah, Jim Jeffries. Uh. Um, he always signed off his show, like, you know, I think we can all do better. And I just think that's, like, such a great take for life. That's all you can really do is just do better. Like, just keep trying to do better. Um, and we can end up yeah. I think that's a perfect yeah. way to end this right here. Once again, thank you for watch- listening. I'm about to say watching. Thank you. <laughs> I've been doing that for the last few months. I, uh, thank you for listening. To it's Nerds. okay. <laughs> thank you for listening to Nerds Against the World. Uh, <laughs> you can catch this on Spotify, SoundCloud, and hopefully by this point, this episode goes up. We're finally on Apple Podcasts because they've been, they've been bitches. They've been bitches. They've uh, been bitches. They have. They have. <laughs> Until the next. They can do better. Yes. Press yeah, on with, there we go. Press on with pride, press on with purpose, and always move forward.